On this episode of the Melissa Show Quarantine Series, I chat with Melissa Melnichuk, who emphasizes that there should be a love for you in any shift or pivot you make in your life. As a mother of three, she shares her experience of finding the right balance and loving the skin you're in. Stay safe and enjoy the tea. Thank you so much, Melissa, for being on here. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. How's everything going? Yeah, it's going. It's crazy. I think we're all in this wild ride together. And I don't know. I feel like as disconnected as we are, I feel more connected with everybody than I've ever felt in my life. I love that. I And I agree with you. It Obviously, it took some time to finally realize that point. But in that moment, you're like, wait a second. I'm grateful for everything that's been going on right now. And Even us, like, how long have we wanted to talk? But now we have the time to. Exactly. Right? And yeah. so I'm, I'm really, I'm happy about that. And I want to trace it back to when we first met, which was NBA Summer League last year, which is unfortunately not happening this year. But I remember it was Mel that introduced us. We're like, hi, this is Mel and this is Mel. And I'm like, oh, hi, Mel. <laughs> the power of Mel. But it was amazing to, you know, finally meet you and then your energy, your positivity and seeing what you did afterwards and just getting to know you more was awesome. So could you tell us more about what it is that you do? Oh my gosh. I'm like a jack of all trades right now. So when we met, I was at NBA Summer League training um, the NBA players doing yoga with them. So yoga is this blend of like um, the beauty and the, and, the, and the relaxing part of yoga and the breath work paired with the biomechanics of sport. So we work at we work around stability and mobility, not mm-hmm. trying for athletes to be loosey-goosey, but we want them to be stable and mobile in whatever sport. And a lot of the postures are related to the sports that they play. Yeah. So that's what I was doing when I was there with you. I, at the same time, I've been a life coach or a health lifestyle coach for a while. Um, so that's another jig. But then I also, I mean, we kind of blended around the basketball scene a little bit too. Because yeah. Because business development for the Canadian Basketball League for our local team here. Yeah, and tell me more about that. I know you work with NBL and you do stuff with KW Titans. Tell yeah, us more. Yeah, so I came on, I was just doing some, some consulting um, with the owner a little while ago, just around branding and social media and just kind of trying to create some like really cool excitement and community engagement in our community with the professional basketball team we have here. And then at the end of the summer, he offered me a role with the team. So I started on as the VP of, yeah. <laughs> Exciting. So I did sales, marketing, PR, branding, all their social media, all that kind of stuff. It's been, it was the most intense, I mean, sports marketing and, you know, being in the sports world yourself, like it's just, it doesn't stop, right? It doesn't ever turn off. And I, I mean, I loved it. I've never felt so high energy and like, go, 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 go. But it was, it's definitely the most intense job I've ever had. Like, yeah. And, and talk to us more about your role, you know, also at home and doing what you're doing now. Like I know you, um, touch in to love move vibe. I've seen I've seen your program that you just released. Um, the lifestyle coaching. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so I'm a single mom of three, so I'm here with three children all the time right now, which is amazing, but a little difficult at times. Um, but it's so much fun, and and honestly, so I like I've been in the sports world. I've been training. I actually am a former fitness competitor myself. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I competed both, uh, after I had children, and. I definitely have been lost in that like diet culture since I was probably in like 18, 19, I remember. And I mean, starting even younger, I remember a time when my mom had said something like, uh, I had actually broken my leg and it was prom and I wasn't fitting into my prom dress anymore. 
because I just basically sat around and ate ice cream because that's what you do when you're 17 and you break Ooh, a leg. Why not? I mean, that's what yeah. I'm doing now too when you're in lockdown. <laughs> but my mom basically was like handing me a bag of carrots one day and was like, this is how you're going to get back into your dress. And I remember that being the start of understanding what I put in my mouth would be connected to my body, but then also that my body was connected to my, my worth. And, and that was a big moment for me. And, and it kind of just grew from there. I bought my first oxygen magazine. I was like obsessed with the diet at the back and I tried to follow it to a T and then I got into the fitness industry and I started competing and that is a whole nother world of obsession. Like Mm. it's very limited in carbohydrates. You're training twice a week, like it's, or twice a day. It's just really crazy. You, and you're obsessed. Like it's an obsessive state you're in basically. And so I, when I left all that, but I was still coaching, I still just had this internal issue because I was like, am I putting what I've gone through on my new clients now? Mm-hmm. And I actually just wrote an article about check your coach because as much as everybody's, you know, obviously do, there's a million coaches out there now, first of all, and they're not all certified and they're not all aware of what harm they're causing to individuals at times. Some of them have their own issues that they have, they're still not done dealing with. And so if they're competing, you know, there's no way a competitive athlete should be putting a mom on the same type of a diet or meal plan or program or anything, yeah. just, or, or just like a single working woman. Like if, if you're not going to go and compete, you don't eat like that and it's not sustainable and it's not healthy and it's not good for you. Mm-hmm. So I, I created this program and I've been creating it, um, in my, for myself, for other women Um, But being a mom of three kids, it really helped me, obviously, because I know what that felt like to have children for that, to change my body and and, and also to understand time constraints, you know, all of those things. Um, So I've been working and kind of jigging, rejigging it, shaping it with my clients for the the last couple of years. And finally, when all of this happened, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to launch it. I sat down and I had everything kind of drawn out or whatever. I sat down, I created a website over the weekend. I created like a forum and I like put everything together so that it was accessible and I could start sharing it. Um, and I, but I was so nervous because it's so radically different mm-hmm. to, to, to label myself as like an, a diet culture dropout advocate, or to say, I'm not going to say to you, you're going to see results or you're going to um, lose this much weight in this many weeks. I'm not going to, I've removed all those terms, those, especially those triggering words from my site. So we're talking about internal success and non-measurable success, mm-hmm. right? Those are the things that we're looking at changing. And ultimately, I want you to come on board just to find out how to love yourself. Because I truly believe that your body, and I say this all the time, so people follow me are kind of like, it's pretty redundant, but um, I believe that our bodies want to be in a state of homeostasis which is an equal state where our bodies feel happy. They're not going up and down. There's no fluctuation. And, and I say this and sometimes people push back and they're like, well, I do want to lose weight or I do want it to fluctuate. But what I mean when I say that is that when you, and this is where the program comes in, when you love yourself and you do positive movements that you feel good doing and you eat high vibe foods and you emit high vibe positive energy, your body's going to go into homeostasis mm-hmm. and then it will relinquish things that maybe don't make you feel good or you'll find yourself into a better state of body. I've been there. I've yo-yo dieted. And I will tell you, Mel, I hated myself at 190 pounds and I still hated myself at 130 pounds. And I knew if I didn't figure out how to love myself, I would just be going back in between those two places. Wow. You touched on so much there. Like, first of all, body 
is connected to your worth. I love yeah. that. And it really is. And we're touching on how there's a ton of coaches out there or trainers. Like I personally got my personal training certificate a couple of years ago, but I myself know there's certain people that don't uh, work with certain diets or certain people um, only want the fast results, but they're not aware of the, the background into it and, and what is really good for your body and what's healthy and what's not. So I love what you're doing. I love the fact that you are putting those words as results or instant, you know, six week this and that, you know, all the speedy stuff, but rather focusing on love your body, love who you are and embracing yourself now. <laughs> how amazing would it be? Like, see what happens. Yeah. I, I say to people too, you can't get rid of things you hate because you kind of are obsessed with them when you hate them. So when women are like, I hate my thighs, I hate my belly. Why don't you just love it? Why don't you just imagine the, and I get shivers. I'm like, imagine the beauty of if you just loved yourself. And I'm not saying don't be the best version of yourself, but if you just love where you're at, everything else will taste and look and feel so good because you are finally accepting who you are and, and you're not like obsessively dieting or talking down to yourself because you hate your thighs or you hate your belly or whatever that is. You're like, this is part of me. I get to function and move and go to the gym and run after my kids or run after my man or whatever, like whatever it is because I have these body parts. Now love them and put yourself into a happy sp a space and see what happens. Like yesterday, I went on a, a hike spontaneously and I was just like, why do I look like these in the pictures? Like, you know, you start observing every little bit of you and you're like, this isn't about what it is. It's about accepting who you are. It's about accepting that everybody's body is different. And as long as you're happy and you find that balance within yourself, it's like, this is it. Now, you're See, obviously, for, sorry, go ahead. For a moment there, what you just did, you had a beautiful experience. You moved beautifully. You were outside enjoying nature, and the first thing you were trained to do was look at your body in the picture. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> like that erased and all the other freaking amazing parts of your experience. And that's not your fault. Like that's mm -hmm. what society has done to us. I, it, it's like the first thing you do is look at yourself in a picture, but you ignore the beauty that is surrounding you and the beauty of your badass body that allowed you to experience that. Right. I was just like, wait a second. I just went on a 15K hike. I just saw yeah. some waterfalls and then I'm looking at this. So I took a step back and I was just like, whatever. Like, let me post that picture. Let me embrace the, the moment that I had there. Now, yeah. let's talk about you as a mom of three. How are you feeling when, you know, postpartum or any of the, when you deal with mothers and they're dealing with the emotions of, of postpartum. Can you talk to me more about that? Yeah. I mean, postpartum is a tricky place and I would tell anybody, um, and I had a coach and I was, again, I, I've gone through my own spiels or, or, or situations. I had, a, I got a lot, I had my second child and I found a coach and I was like, can you get me back in shape? I'm ready to do it. I was like amped up. I gained a ton of weight with my daughter and he said to me, I won't reverse diet you or do anything until you're at least six months out from having your baby and you're done breastfeeding. And I was like, well, I don't like that. But I stayed with him and he trained me and all he would do is give me workouts and he reverse dieted me, which means that like, um, and again, not a terminology I use a lot with my own clients, but to educate you on it is basically you follow macros. So you mm -hmm. eat whatever you want. I was having like like I, this is before I was more plant-based. I was, I was drinking like double, double coffees, like putting sauce on all my rices because he had me eating a near 400 carbs a day. 
Wow. Basically every week you add a couple more carbs, fat and protein, usually not protein, but carbs and fat to your diet to expand your metabolic capacity very slow over time. And I do this a lot with my clients, but I don't say it as, as directly. I just get them eating more and more and more and more and their bodies adapt and their metabolism grows. And all of a sudden they're like, I'm enjoying everything and my, my metabolism is healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, so many people are like, I hate those people that can eat, can eat whatever they want and they look great. And I have to sit here and eat celery sticks just to start, kind of look like this. Yeah. That's because your body's not in homeostasis. That's because you're not feeding it. That's because your body's retaining water because you don't drink enough water and your body's smarter than you. That's because mm-hmm. you are going to go on a binge or a diet and your body's like, I'm going to hold on to every fat she eats the next time she diets because I know she's going to starve me. So your body's like fighting you, right? It's yeah. the most unique, beautiful system that we mess with. Yes. Like, it doesn't want us to be sick. It doesn't want us to like be overweight. It doesn't want, we're doing that to ourselves. And, and so when you're, when you've just had a baby, your body is so precious and so gentle. I, 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 the, that was the best thing he ever said to me like seven years ago. And that changed my entire outlook. So now when I work with women, if you want to do things, we're going to move you. That's it. But we're going to eat again, high optimal food. So you have the best badass breast milk to feed that baby. And if you're not nursing that baby, you have good food in you. So you have energy to take care of that. And that's where I put the focus. And that, that was the biggest change for my third baby. And, and how I was, I just, the weight just came off me because I really just focused on him and myself, like healing myself. Um, and I think that that's where I really try to stay with women and moms and everything. Again, it's like, you don't need to be in Tupperware dishes. You don't need to be obsessed. You just need to focus on loving yourself, moving each day, whether it be playing with your kids or going to the park or actually doing a workout, just moving every day. Because your mm-hmm. fluids need to move. And that's what I try to do is it's not like go work out because you need to like lose five pounds. It's you don't move. You're going to start retaining water. Your fluids aren't moving. Your cellular regeneration slows down. Now you're messing with your scientifically beautiful body. Mm-hmm. And then the energy part, eat high energy foods and emit high energy. Like that's it. And, and, I, I, and that's where, I'll, again, when it comes especially to a new mom, those are the conversations we're having. Not like, let's get your, like, pre-baby body back now you still have your pre-baby body it just looks a little different you didn't lose your body it's the same thing with that how do you get a bikini body you put on yeah. a bikini on your body like <laughs> i love everything that you had just said and it ties in a lot with what someone might be going through during quarantine now could you tell me about your experience during quarantine when they first announced the lockdown what emotions were you going through um, what diet have you, not diet have you been on, but what foods have you been eating and how have you been keeping yourself active? Just saw this, I don't know if it's going to show up on Zoom, but I'm going to try and show it to you. I saw this amazing picture today about what like uh, quarantine has been like. And I don't know if you can see alcohol on there. Yeah. It like, shoots up and goes out of the stratosphere on like March 15th. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is That's so interesting. <laughs> Is that, is that accurate? Does that apply to... Like coffee stayed the same, car usage went down, shaving stopped, alcohol skyrocketed. Like it's like, it, I think it's amazing. But you know what? And well, the one thing I've really been bugged by and I really blew up about this probably the first month of quarantine was all that BS around. If you don't have come out of this with a new skill or lost weight or, or created something, then you really, you're the problem, not time. I hated that. Oh, I got, like I get like, so... Sick. That, like, and I slammed that. Like, 
this is a time where all of us are living through the first pandemic, like in how a hundred years. Yeah. All of our, like many of us lost jobs. All of us are at home. I'm in a condo with three children and all they have is a living room. Like there is no normal right now. And so I am really just doing whatever I can do. And, 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 I'm, and I'm promoting that with my clients as well. Whatever you can give yourself right now, that's, that's amazing, right? So I work out if I can. Sometimes I have a 30-minute workout planned and I do 10 minutes. Sometimes I have a great workout and my kids are just really doing it and I'm just watching them hoping that they don't get hurt, you know? And other days I get out for a run. So it's all different extremes. Um, and I wouldn't say there's been like any specific type of eating I've done differently, um, I think that I've been a little bit more uh, same type of foods because I'm just going to the grocery store just to buy and get out. So mm -hmm. I'm not as, like experimenting at right now or like spending all the time in the grocery store getting like my muse on or whatever. So I've been a little bit, and also I'm just tired of cooking. Like I'm sure, <laughs> especially cooking for three others. <laughs> so like cooking for all of us, like it's yeah. just exhausting, right? And, and they eat really healthy too, so it it helps. Like they obviously have their chicken nuggets and their spaghettis and their French fries and all those things too. And, and we do pizza and stuff. And then honestly, I eat what they eat. So if it's like a smiley McCain French fries and oh, I love those. chicken night, night, yeah, they're amazing. <laughs> I eat it too, but I just eat to my proportion. So I give them handfuls and I have three or four of those McCain's and I have my chicken and my Caesar salad or whatever it is. I, because I know how hard that is too. Like if you're making food, especially as a single mom, I'm not trying to make myself a whole nother dinner right there. I'm eating what they're eating. So sometimes it's, you know, spaghetti. And I just, I just portion myself differently now. Yeah. I think that that's really the biggest difference. And I, and I drink a lot of alcohol. Right <laughs> favorite? Do you have a favorite? A lot of people are like, oh, I'm a wine girl. I like, I like yeah, a hard whiskey. Cats of wine girl. Mm -hmm. um, and right now I'm super into like all the barrel aged wines, like the oh, whiskey barrel wine. Okay. I'm just a big fan. And, I, and then also apple crown. Jeez, she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm into it all. I mean, as you should, you, you deserve every moment of sipping on whatever it is you want. On that note, let's cheers to that. Where's your water, yeah, with, water. Your, <laughs> with your water bottle? I love I it. In my program too, I teach, you know, I, I have a drink. If you want to have a drink every night and that's your thing, I'm not going to stop you. You know, the only time I find when we do the coaching or stuff is there, there's two different situations. You want to have a mm -hmm. Twinkie and a glass of wine do that. If you're, if that's, you're sitting down and that's, you're enjoying that. I'll bite. If you are doing that because you're punishing yourself because you had a bad day, that's when it's not okay. Yeah. That's when the food is now emotionally controlling you. You're not in control of the food. Right. And that turns very quickly into a spiral, into a binge, whatever. Cause now you've eaten the Twinkie. You're, you feel guilty for that. Then you add the wine on. So that's making you loosey goosey. And now you're going to go eat a whole bag of chips which you probably did have no intention of doing. And that's usually what's catastrophic to us. It's when we get into the binge cycle or the binge restrict cycle that we, we end up hurting ourselves. Right. Yeah. And, and so if you can, I, I, there's food should not have a control, any control over you. I think I had said earlier, like food has no morals or values. No, it doesn't. And you it, did say that. Yeah. It's not good or bad. Right. So if you want to have it and enjoy it, that's okay. And, and I, and I say that to people all the time, you should still be enjoying food it's beautiful. Like it's, it's the universal celebratory gifting, sympathy, loving, like family bonding substance that mm -hmm. we all need and enjoy. Right. And so if you're going to go out and you're going to enjoy food with your friends, just eat, eat responsibly. 
but eat your food, right? Like don't, don't hurt yourself. Don't stuff yourself. So you're sick. That's not being responsible. Just be responsible about it. Right. And again, that comes back to loving yourself. Right. Wow. Thank you for that. What are some ways or some messages that you want to share with those who might be undergoing these emotions? Um, You said a lot already, but I know some people are wondering in a good way. I love it. um, Are wondering, you know, what if I still want to binge? What if I'd still love to eat all, all these chips? Guilty. Um, and what, it, what if it, it's something that I, I don't know how to deal with, especially in a moment like this? Yeah, you know, what I, what I say in a lot of times is that it's a very, a very gentle approach, right? Um, so I, I use the word, two words, I use pivot and shift because change sucks. So no one likes change. But ultimately, if you pivot, so in like basketball, you keep one foot on the ground, you're still feeling safe. So you're just gently pivoting yourself, right? Just choosing a little bit better foods, moving a little bit, and really focusing on loving yourself. That's because these two things are actually easy. Now, they're easy to fall on and off of, which is the problem. But yeah. what is difficult is actually the loving yourself, right? So we are going to do it gently. First, we're pivoting. Once you, you feel safe and you've pivoted enough, now we're going to shift. And now you won't find, now you're going to want to work out. Now you're going to like the good the apple crisp foods over like, you know, the whipping cream. You're, now you're going to enjoy those, those good things that are good for you. And then you change. Then all of a sudden you're like, this is my changed life. And I did this over time. So even in that program, I'm not saying you're going to lose 10, 5, 15, whatever pounds, but you will leave it. And, and, during, and that may happen because you do fall into a homeostasis state. But my, my guarantee is you're going to leave the program understanding how to love yourself and you'll start to look at things and the world and food and energy and everything differently. And that's the goal, right? Is, is that gentle pivot, shift, change. I love that. Pivot, shift, change. What are your thoughts on reopening the world and how that's going to pivot, shift, and change? Well, you know what? I think that, um, I think that we've there's a beauty in what's happened. I think we've found a beauty in our homes as well. Again, I feel like we've found a sanctuary now, now not everybody. There's been obviously a lot of dangerous and scary things that are happening to people who are not feeling good right now. But I think mm-hmm. a general population, um, what I hope is that we still honor the space of this home that I think has lost its value and its importance, like not eating around the table anymore, not being home and just watching movies. Like, so I find that I think people are going to work out more at home. You see people like you can't get a trampoline or a water pool anywhere right now because obviously people are scared about whatever, but I'm like, I was like my daughter's birthdays in summer. I'm about to get a projector and we're going to have an outdoor movie, you know, like now it's like, we're getting creative, right? Like all of these, hard drive-wide birthday parties those are amazing like I just think that we're going to rejig a little bit and that we value I, I I asked this on Instagram and people said I'm going to stop spending money you know like crazy I did we're saving so much money maybe groceries but otherwise I haven't I put gas in my car maybe two times right like we're not, we're not driving anywhere so saying that they're going to cook at home more you know they're going to work out at home because they're seeing how nice and easy that is have an early morning workout with your little zoom group and you're already home to start your day. Exactly. I think it's going to shift just a little bit in the way that we live. And I hope that people leave behind the junk that they don't need to bring with them, that they've been without now. Like how much better of a detox can you do than this? You're forced to stay at home. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you are literally seeing how many things you didn't need, right? Like that you're doing okay without. 
hundred percent. I am with you on that completely. I feel like, like you said, the saving money portion, you're only spending so much money on gas now. The essentials are only things that you're getting, but there's that appreciation for all the other things behind all this. Like, same with you. Like, I was thinking, okay, my birthday's in, in August. Maybe I should, you know, do something fun with my people. I, originally, I obviously want to host a party or a barbecue, but maybe I still can host a barbecue distantly. You know, there's a lot of things that kind of come through your mind. And, um, and like you said, this is such a blessing in disguise for us. And I feel like so much more is going to come out of this positively rather than negatively. Um, what are things, what's next on your plate of things? Like you obviously spoke about moving, you spoke about um, some of the stuff that you're up to with your program, but tell me more. Yeah. So this program I'm launching the first round right now. And, and I think I only have a couple spots left because it actually moved faster than I thought, which is I was going to not do another one again to the fall, which I might actually to do it monthly now if, if this ends up kind of doing well yeah no that's exciting um, I've started like a book um just on like my life journey because it's been a little while uh-huh. um and I've and I've started a podcast so I've started um filming and recording for a podcast so those things are going to be my summer projects I'm I'm trying to stay linear someone actually just said to me last night like especially with a creative head like you just want to go here and you want to go here you know that right like yes. <laughs> I, I, I could just not stop, but I really want this program to be amazing. So this first round really like take back from it what I need to change or, or reformulate it and really work with these women and make sure that it grows how it, how it could grow. I'm going to really try to push a lot of media around this and a lot of like just spreading this word as much as I can getting out there and speaking like this, um, as, and many opportunities to talk about what it's like to be a diet culture dropout advocate. And then ultimately, um, I, my podcast is called Shift Your Shit. Ah, I love it. <laughs> societal norms and talking about everything that's uncomfortable and that is not normally found people talking about. Um, so I've started some of those. So really in the summer, it'll be kind of getting the, the artwork around that, getting it all figured out and formulated and get going on it. That's amazing. No, yeah. I've honestly, everything that you're doing is, is so inspirational. And you, you talked about being on media or like promoting that even more. You're doing an amazing job at that. You're so consistent with it. I go online and you're like at the top of my algorithm and I'm like, girl, she's doing her thing. And it's so exciting. It's, I'd love to see everything that you're pushing out there because people need that. Like I, some, you, I'm guilty. I might be illegal. Maybe that's why, but I'm guilty of thinking that I can do it all on my own sometimes or that um, I, like you said, as a creative, one, two, three, four, five, I can do all those things at once, but let me make this more linear. Let me just focus on that. So thank you so much for everything that you're doing. Oh, it's cool. incredible. I love it. And like, and, and even these kind of things, like it's collaboration. Is That's another, this summer I really would love to do as much. I think collaboration over competition is a big key message for me. Huge, huge, huge. You're not going to get anywhere by yourself. I don't care what anybody says. And maybe some people do, but along the way, people helped everybody get somewhere. And I just, I'm so passionate about collaborating, especially with other women, helping them lift up. Like, it's just, I just think, and what does that bring back for you, right? Like all of that energy, you know, that feeling like these conversations, they leave you feeling like goosebumpy and good. And like, you're I'm already, I'm like, oh, I just want to hug you, but I can't like, you're so great. Like, <laughs> but like, that's what I want to do. Right. And I think that that's so important. So I think you're doing, and you're a beautiful example of that. Like you know, like from when I met you and this is why I think that we vibe so good, but like you just love on everybody so hard and like positively lift people up and you never like, you're always around like collaborating and lifting. Oh, I want to cry on this. Stop. <laughs> and that's a big thing, right? Like 
you think something about somebody, just tell them. That's a big part of my program is pay it forward. Because you stop being obsessed with yourself when you pay it forward and mm -hmm. then it comes to you, right? Yeah. Like just love, positivity, push like all that good shit on other people. And because they need it. Like we need that. Like as much as, you know, there's something and it's not even people are like, I don't want to be validated. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to be, but we do need validation. We do need love. We do need care. And if you can be the source of that for somebody someday, be it. Right. Incredible. I, I honestly, those words itself just moved a ton of people that are going to listen to this. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you have, and I've had so many examples of dealing with the, the back downs and the breakdowns, as well as people bringing you down. Those have been the hardest parts of navigating through life. And it's like, why do we have to be this way? We can empower each other. We are allowed, to, like you said, collaboration over competition. There's mm -hmm. space for every single one of us. And mm -hmm we we need more people like us but. Yeah. You know, and you, you touched it on the nose there and I, I always I'm always hesitant to say this I've read this meme or this quote once and it's always like it seems a little it's I'm a big suck so I never want to seem like I'm maybe mean and but it, and it's a little a little intense but I think there's so much power behind it and it when you just said you know people bringing down the people who are uh, like above you or doing really amazing or successful they're never the ones bringing you down it's the people that are not doing the shit they want to do or need to do that are bringing you down. And I feel a little bad saying that. And I'm not saying that they're not motivated or whatever, but you, if you look back and you think about it, the people at the top are usually putting their hands down, trying to lift other women up, people up, bring them along. They have their entourage. They, they want to lift and have people there with yes. them. Powerful. Because yes. being at the top can be lonely. But, and it is lonely. So bring your people up. But you rarely see people who aren't doing things lifting other people up. They're trying to grab, right? And so the, just think of that, right? Like it's, it's remember when someone does something to you that hurts or makes you feel like they're, you're, you're being brought down by them. It's usually something that they're dealing with on their own inside. I'm bringing it back to your post about the bullying back in the day, that mm -hmm. feeling that you get when you bring people down. That's yeah. not the feeling that we want. It's yeah, a feeling yeah. of empowering. <laughs> it's, it's hard. Like, and it, it boggles my mind that it still happens to this day, no matter what age no matter what um, profession, no matter what you're going through, it still happens till this day. And it's unfortunate, but like you said, and it's, it's nothing negative. It's nothing bad towards that person. It's just, they might be dealing with something, yeah. which is why they're bringing X, Y, and Z down, but they also be in your space. That's your space. Yes. That's your space. And, and nobody else will ever be ready. Like you are for your space. Right. I love it. Thank you so much, Melissa. Every single yeah. word in this, conversation is a gem everything that you're doing I just don't I'm, I'm at a loss for words because of how inspired and moved I am from this conversation it truly means a lot again that you've taken the time to speak to me but also speak to the world that's going to see this and keep doing what you're doing honestly you too because you're you're shining stars all over the place too so you don't stop either we need lots of people like you here Melissa so much love for you you too <laughs> Virtual <laughs> but thank you so much honestly um enjoy the rest of the day stay safe during this quarantine and i'm, I'm sure we'll see each other soon and good luck with everything you too girl we'll, we'll see each other soon we will. we'll probably be you. on another call or something bye, bye, bye. <laughs> 
Thank you for listening to the Melissa Hernandez Show. Be sure to subscribe to all podcast platforms and youtube.com slash Hernandez You can also contact us at melissahernandez.com.